Welcome to the Photo Banter Podcast. I'm your host, Alex Gagne, and on today's podcast, I sit down with photographers Matthew Salacuse, Chad Griffith, and Kareem Black. Today's episode is a little different from previous episodes, as I sit down with three photographers to discuss various topics regarding the photographic industry. In this discussion, we talk about marketing your work as a commercial photographer, working with a photo agent, as well as different photographic trends, and much more. These are photographers whose work I really respect, so I was really excited to get a chance to sit down and speak with them. So I hope you enjoy, and thanks so much for listening. All right. All right, well, uh, we're here with Kareem Black, Matt Salakus, and Chad Griffith. Uh, Thanks for taking the time to do this, guys. Uh, This should be pretty interesting. I've never done it like this before, Um, so I'm glad to talk to you guys all. And uh, I guess just to start off, uh, I was kind of curious, like, why do this as a career? Uh, photography seems like a, it's a crazy business. It doesn't make any logical sense to do this as a living. But uh, what kind of keeps you guys doing this, you think? Why are you bringing this up now? <laughs> I don't know. We should have this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, just quickly before that, by way of introductions, when I listen to podcasts with multiple people on it. Yeah. Uh, I like to associate a name with a voice. Good move. So I am Matt. Good call. I'm Chad. I'm Kareem, I guess. <laughs> it's I mean, too I, bad this is a podcast because this is a good looking room. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure it's a great looking audience. This is better for video, I think. <laughs> right. I'll, ta- I'll, I'll take a picture after. We'll throw it up on Instagram. There we go. <laughs> see your face. People can see what they're missing. So I do like your question. Yeah. I have no idea how to answer it. Yeah. I thought, I actually thought about this. The, I think it's an amazing question. By the way, thanks for having us. Yeah. Um, I think it's an amazing question, but I think that when we got into it, there was money to be made in photography. Like, what, like I got into it uh, 2000... I got into it 2001, I guess. Um, and there was money. Like, uh, all the people that I was assisting, or when I did assist in college, like... Those dudes were making a bunch of money in the late 90s, you know, so it was like a viable. But the pyramid is so narrow at the top, like the real money. I mean, it was much more viable than it is now. Yes, that's true. That's You know, like I would much rather have come out of college than gotten into uh, into photography than now. I have no idea. It's almost like a reverse pyramid now now with how many people are shooting and how little money there is at the very bottom of the reverse pyramid yeah especially like editorial even i mean i've been doing i've been doing this for like 10 years now like even editorial from when i started this keeps going down like it seems like a lot of times i'm sure a top is still good but it, it is tough i don't know it were it's just interesting to see where, where things were going to go i don't know it's a tough business but uh i don't know what keeps you going chad why why keep doing this you think <laughs> um i think because i'm still excited by it mm. you know i'm still intrigued by it i still like take weird photos with my phone like i still take photos for myself mm-hmm. and then you know that's separate to what i do for a living that's kind of like a different thing it's a business it needs to be treated as a business yeah but i think i'm i'm still um it still excites me and it helps that i'm not really good at anything else yeah <laughs> so I, there's no plan right. it's no good plan not to have a plan b yeah you know? absolutely i went on uh, vacation with a very big editorial and advertising photographer uh-huh. and how long ago was this uh about four years ago okay and i i pulled out my rolly mm-hmm. and i started taking pictures on the beach he's like what are you doing i was like I'm taking pictures and he was like, but we were on vacation. <laughs> mm. and, I, and, I, and I said, you didn't bring your camera? He's like, no, I don't. He goes, that's my work. I don't do this. And it confused me. It confounded me. I was like, yeah. if you're interested in this, be interested all the time. Yeah. But he's the successful one. He is the most successful photographer right now. That's funny. Huh. Is that because the, it's a business to him. I mean, I guess. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. It's like, it is weird because we're all doing this. We pay our bills this way. Um, but do you view it as a business? Like, I don't know. Because, like, some people, like you said, that guy, I don't know, he, he, he's just a good business guy. He knows how to market and stuff. Do you feel like you spend a lot of time even thinking about that? Or is it really just the creative stuff to you for the most part, you think? Because it is, like, a big component. It's, like, marketing yourself and running a business. I think that... 
I mean, some, I, I used to be more in love, I think, with the marketing side of it. Yeah. Then I, I mean, I, I still like it, like the strategy and sort of like, who can I hit when and how with promo material. Yeah. Uh, but I think the further I go along, the more I, I, I mean, I, I love photography. You yeah. know, the, the less I love sort of the, the blocking and tackling of the, you know, actually, um, you know, taxes and mm. billing and running around New York to you know show your book or whatever show your book or whatever or you know thousands and thousands of emails yep. and that sort of thing like I think the more I'm the older I get the less I get turned on by that yeah. you know like by that battle like I used to be turned on by that you're, I mean, hustle, like hustle. it's like a street fight you yeah. know what I mean well the two of you have like the most legendary promo piece of all time oh yeah the, it was like what was it Lindsay Lohan Mary yours was Mary Lindsay Lohan uh, or something. which well, is still obviously gonna happen yeah um, <laughs> both still single yeah that's right yeah. <laughs> so uh, I know you're listening Lindsay yeah uh, Kareem's number is 917 this is party beep out yeah right. <laughs> uh, no but like w- one thing that kind of stuck in my mind when we were hanging out a couple weeks ago with Chad was uh, you said because I was like do you think there's anything you can do to get more work actually like marking yourself, whatever. And you said the only thing that you feel like you any make any progress at is this continually shooting and working and building new work. Cause it, it's like, it is like you can go show your book a million times, but like you can have a great meeting, but a lot of times it doesn't go anywhere. <laughs> like is, yeah. what's your take? Is there any way to actually get more work or for you? It's just, just continually keep shooting and kind of see where it goes. I mean, I think that it needs to be, it needs to be both yeah like you need to do your due diligence and you need to be sending out promos and sending out emails Mm. but also i mean for me for me personally um i get excited about um i hope somebody's phone is ringing that's cool oh that's Lindsay. that's you gotta pick this up (laughs) you gotta take this Um, I think a lot of the battle is keeping myself excited and keeping myself excited about my work and i get like you know there's times where I get really depressed about my work and feel like I haven't been, uh, you know, uh, if I haven't taken a good photo that I'm proud of in a long time. And I think a lot of times when you're doing jobs and especially advertising jobs, when you're paid to, you know, execute somebody's vision and, um, you know, promote a product, it's, there's not that same creative outlet and that's still in me and I need to, you know, Mm -hmm. get it out somehow. And, be creative and just shooting um whenever i can is the outlet for that Mm -hmm. yeah that makes sense and like you guys ever fall in traps like comparing your work to other people like be it like what they're doing like what 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 they're doing in their career be it what they're shooting like do you even pay attention to what other people are doing or do you kind of just basically focus on what you're doing because i I know for myself i I, when i was younger i would kind of like look at a lot of photography and like almost start to compare yourself and i think i realized it's just like it's a waste of time like you just got to focus on what you're doing and build your own work well i think comparing yourself is a waste of time but looking at what other people are doing is an important Mm. use of your time uh i'm constantly looking at other people's work saying i want to do what that what she's doing okay so i'll look at this girl's work i'll be like how can i get that yeah yeah, that that makes sense. And so I like, use it as a motivational tool. Yeah, no, that's smart. And one thing I, I think I talked to you and uh, Cream about Chad was like uh, like photographic trends. Like, do you feel like it's important to stay relevant on like what people are doing these days? Because like I have noticed like in the last couple five years, or whatever, like colored gels are really popular in editorial. Um, do you think you need to stay like in the mix of like what's popular these days to be a working photographer, or do you kind of just focus on the photos that you like to take? I was too early on that gel thing, by the way. <laughs> yeah. I'm, yeah. Yeah, you, you were early. I was early. <laughs> you, when I was doing it, people were giving me the raised hairy eyebrow. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I think it is very important. I think it's important to um, recognize what is contemporary and right. not necessarily jump on every single trend. You still need to uh, stay true to your style and do what your strengths are, but you need to do it in a way that's not dated. Yeah. Yeah, it is interesting because like I, I see a lot of gel stuff, and you can see you can you can almost tell like when people are just doing it to do it. Like right. there's, there's not like a purpose behind it. Like there's some yeah. people that do it, and you can tell like they actually have like an idea. It's not just like 
oh, I'm going to do this gel and then I'm going to throw another Visco filter on my photo. You know what I mean? Yeah. I was looking at an ad and it was like for the Fox show, the Americans, the FX show, the Americans, and it was red and blue. And I was like, oh, this makes sense. It's Russia. It's America. And then I saw one for like Marie Antoinette. Yeah. From like 1705, and it was like red, orange, blue, green. I was like, why? What are you guys doing with this? Like, there's no point behind this. You're just doing it because it's in the mode. Yeah. I shot that. <laughs> just kidding. Did you? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah. But uh, speaking to that, like, uh, I actually had a conversation with these guys. We actually, the three of us speak daily. Every day. <laughs> Not on Saturday and Sunday Sometimes as much, but much. every day. <laughs> yeah. Um, and we actually had this conversation that you brought up and I said, I'm not into the gel thing because I think it's going to be dated mm. quickly. You're going to have it in your book and in 2019 when it rolls around, people will be like, oh, you're still doing that? Yeah. And then like, you're a great pick of uh, I don't know, whoever. You have a picture of Hillary Clinton. Like, say, I have a picture of Hillary Clinton and it's got gels on it. I can't use that in 2019. Mm. Um, but on the flip side of that is if you don't do it, uh, your book starts to look dated on the other way. Possibly. Like, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I think that there is such a thing as, as, a, as a good portrait. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's, like, we're not throwing any gels on it. We're not, it's like a good picture of a person, you yeah. know? I think that that still counts for something. Yeah. You know, like, I never really was attracted to the gel thing. And, I mean, who knows if that hurt me or not, you know? But it's sort of like... You know, I, I don't think that it, you have to jump on every trend, you know? Like, I think, you know, taking a good picture sometimes counts for some shit, you know? Yeah, definitely. I think it's just, like, I, I view it like, uh, uh, you just got to shoot what you want to shoot. Because you, if you try to cater to everybody, you're going to cater to nobody. Mm-hmm. Like, and you're going to get, you're just going to wear yourself out. And you're going to spend all this time trying to build this work that you're, and show it to people, and it's going to be pointless. So right. at the end of the day, like I said, this business is crazy. It makes no also, sense. I think that people know if you're lying to them. Yeah. Like, yeah. it's like, Absolutely. I'm not, like, I, I've never been the gel guy. Like, I've never been that technical sort of guy. So it's like, yeah. all of a sudden, I'm using gels. It's like, yeah. you know what I'm doing. Like, I'm. Mm-hmm. You see that I'm jumping. I'm trying to jump on a trend to like it's false, you know. I mean, at least that's how it would feel to me. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And uh, you know, one thing I was kind of curious about. I, I think about this sometimes because being a photographer, it's really just about yourself, and you're promoting your work yourself. Do you feel like uh, you have to have like a big ego to be a photographer? Do you feel like everyone thinks their their work's the best? Because I know like everyone looks at a magazine and be like, oh, I could do that. I could do that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Do you feel like you have to like have a big ego? I don't know. Because it is, it's like a solo thing and you're really just marketing yourself and promoting your own work. It's something I think about sometimes. Like, I don't know. If you looked at something and said, I can't do that, yeah. you should be out of the business. Yep. You should look at something and be able to say, I can do that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, can do a be- I can do it better. That's the right answer. That's right. I like the, like the confidence, man. Ego. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't think that's especially ego. Mm-hmm. Like, some people are accused of having a big ego. I don't think that's ego especially. Okay. That's just you have to have the confidence in yourself to know that you can do that. Mm-hmm. No, that's, that makes sense. And uh, with you guys, I know you guys shoot a lot of editorial and you shoot celebrities. Um, is that something you guys always wanted to shoot? Um, or is it this kind of happen? Is this part of the business? Was that always kind of a goal for you guys to do that type of work? Or is this kind of... Sort of. Yeah. I mean, like, there's a couple different things that happen when you shoot, like, a celebrity. Like, it's... It's definitely uh, a, um, you know, you shoot a celebrity of a certain caliber that represents the fact that you're a photographer of a certain caliber that has been hired to shoot that celebrity. So it's sort of, it's like a calling card. Mm. I did this of this person in this venue for this client. Yeah. You know? Um, And it's also, you know, we all sort of do measure ourselves against other photographers. Like, it as photographers but also like in the industry you know there's like a photographers b whatever b photographers and it's like that that whole celebrity thing is part of that but then at the core of it for me it's just hopefully i want to take some good pictures do you know what i mean like if it's a good picture of like an a-level celebrity awesome yeah from a business standpoint but it's like from the inside standpoint it's sort of like 
just wanted to be good. Yeah. You know? I always just thought it was interesting, like, because, like, people look at a photo and, like, if it's a celebrity, they kind of, like, they put, like, a different thing on it. You know what I mean? It's like, they're like, oh, you shot so-and-so? Right. Like, it's just, I don't know. It's, I don't know if they give you more respect or they take you more serious. It's just, uh, it's an interesting dynamic, like, why a dope portrait of, like, Joe Schmo on the street is looked at different than, like, I don't right. know, You know what I mean? I don't know. Not really a question, but. There's more uh, psychology there about, you know, who we are as a country valuing celebrity and giving that currency. Yeah. Um, yeah. Sorry. No, no, that's interesting. Like, because you guys shot a lot, a lot of celebrities. Like, what have you kind of taken away from it? Why, why do you think people are obsessed with celebrities? And what have you learned from, like, shooting all these, like, big people, you think? Because at the end of the day, they're just, like, another person, really. Like, well, it's, it's someone who's achieved something. Yeah. And we all are looking to achieve something. So we look to them and say, how did they do that? Mm -hmm. So, you know, same reason people read biographies. Yeah. Like, how did they do that? What yeah. went on there? What went on behind the scenes? Yeah. Also, from, I think, like, a production standpoint, there's, like, if you are shooting a celebrity of a certain caliber, then that's probably going to come with more money and more responsibility mm -hmm. uh, for you as the photographer. Like, there's more writing on it. So it's, it says that you can handle that sort of a production level. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. I yeah. think it says that you can be trusted. Yep. Right. And I think right. that's everything. It's with advertising as well. There's a million good photographers out there, mm -hmm. but who can be trusted to execute in a timely manner and wrangle all, and put out fires? It's all mm -hmm. about putting fire, out fires. Mm -hmm. So at the end of the day, the picture yeah. of Joe Schmo. Yeah. You're an insurance policy. Right. True. No, that that makes sense. And, uh, you know, another thing I was kind of interested in talking to you guys about, uh, showing your portfolio portfolio to, like, editors or art buyers, um, how do you guys approach those uh, showings? Like, are you, do you approach it as, like, you're trying to sell your work when you're sitting down with these people? Or are you just trying to just have a conversation with them? Because it's something I think about all the time because um, we're photographers, we shoot photos, but we are trying to get hired and our product or service is photography. And I'm always just kind of curious how people approach those showings. Are you like really trying to like sell you like, I'd be great at this, or are you really just trying to explain your work or how do you kind of approach those portfolio showings, I guess? What type of portfolio showing? You're talking one-on-one -on -one or in a group? Like Either, yeah, if you're showing your book to a photo editor. Uh, yeah, this one-on-one, say, or an art buyer, um, when you're trying to obviously show your work, get, um, get hired. Uh, do, you view it, do you view it as like a sales call, like as if it was like some guy selling insurance or <laughs> some other guy selling another product? Um, because I'm, we are selling a service, but mm -hmm. like, I, I, I always wonder, because I think when I was younger, I kind of didn't really go in with a like game plan. I was like, I'm going to show up, here's my book. Like, you know, but yeah. it's like, uh, now I've done this longer. It's not that I'm like trying to like, you should hire me because like like that. But I I try to like think about it, you know. Well, I go in there fifty fifty, showing my work and showing myself. Oh. Like um, the the editor, the art director, whoever it is, wants to know that you're not an idiot. Mm -hmm. <laughs> they want to know that you're not going to go into this shoot with attitude and have some confrontation with I don't know whoever. It's your chance to show some celebrity your professionalism. Yep. Yes. You show up early. Yep. You show your, you know, you, your work is almost secondary. Yeah. It's a chance to have FaceTime with them and show them that, you know, you can have a conversation on a long car ride. You can go out to dinner. You're not going to say anything inappropriate. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It is interesting because you're like going to these people's offices that you don't know. And you're trying to sell yourself, so it's, it is something I think about a lot. Um, so it's always just kind of interesting how. People and they've seen. They've. It, that's the. That's always the weird thing to me. Like they've seen most of what I'm showing them. Yeah, like yeah. they've seen it on my site. Yeah, yeah. They yeah. just want to see the vibe. So it's sort of yeah okay. Like how do we? I'll have my book. Yeah. We can totally like talk about it, but you know there's an undercurrent of everybody feeling each other out kind of thing. Yeah. And you're selling. I mean, you know, you're yeah. selling that. Yeah, service, whatever. Uh, yeah, it is interesting. Like, I don't know about you guys, but the way work comes in is like a lot of times it's the most random ways. Like, you could try to market yourself to a client for years, but then, like, out of left field, you get a call from like some random person. So it's this, it's just like a, I mean, is it like that for you guys sometimes? Like, I don't know. It just seems like such a random business how work kind of comes in, like, a lot of the times. <laughs> I mean, that's more of a statement than yeah. a question, but yes, yeah. it's random as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, I'll get work from somebody I knew 10 years ago yeah. who was an intern, or mm -hmm. I'll get 
you know, work from my wife, mm-hmm. who's a photo editor. So it's like, you never know. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And uh, I know, I think you guys both have the same agent, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, day, day reps. And then I think you're this repping yourself right now. Yeah. Um, yeah I sort of bounce around between agents. Yeah. You, in your guys' experience, uh, what do you think an agent has like brought to the table for you guys? And like, what is it you were looking for when you partnered with your agent? Because I think it's a lot of times, like a lot of photographers, I feel like they think they're going to get an agent and they're just going to get work. <laughs> and I guess, why did you team up with an agent? What do you think they bring to the table for your guys' business, I guess? Could I, could I just take a moment to clarify? Yeah. I don't bounce around <laughs> between agents. Like, uh, you know, <laughs> I, I, uh, I guess I would call it a freelance with certain agents depending on the yeah. job that comes into me. No, that makes sense. Yeah. How does that work? How does it work? Um, I mean, it's it, a lot of it's just based on relationships. Yeah. Uh, there are a few agents now that I think have been absolutely amazing with me. And, and let's say a client, let's say it's an MTV client. Yeah. I've worked with this agent on that particular client before. It only makes sense to continue that working relationship. Yeah. Um, sometimes there's a certain agent that a photographer on their roster might be up for the exact same job. And so like that is not going to be beneficial for me to be bidding yeah. on that job through that agent. Yeah. Or there might be some sort of conflict like that. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I'm, it is, uh, it's been interesting. It's been two years. Yeah. Uh, also some, um, I like it. Like, I, I think that on the, we're, we're hired guns mm-hmm. in a lot of different ways. And I do like that part of, uh, being a freelance photographer and I think that that's sort of uh, where this my mentality with this agent situation is is mm. uh, coming from it sort of tickles that hired gun part of me yeah definitely I mean that's how I do it like I don't have an agent that reps me but with like the advertising stuff I bid it they'll just handle like the estimate or whatever and everything and they take their cut but yeah, yeah. it's you can kind of do it in a bunch of different ways I suppose but I guess for Matt and Chad like what do you feel like when you teamed up with your rep what was it you were looking for and what do you feel like kind of they bring to the table for you, I suppose? Well, at the time I was, I was looking for an agent, but my, um, so Devin from day reps, she worked at another agency and she was breaking off to start her own company. So she called me up, we had a conversation about it and I encouraged her to do it because I thought that she, she's an extremely hard worker. Mm. She's trustworthy. She knows the business. She's kind of, kind of worn a lot of hats in this industry and she asked me if I would be a part of it and um, immediately said yes and that was all based on trust and my belief in her and I think it's such a personal relationship you know you're trusting somebody with your business with your brand that you know is taking a long time to build and it doesn't that relationship doesn't work out for a lot of people. Yeah. And so with her, it was a, a no brainer, but I also went into it with expectations that, you know, any relation, when you get an agent, there's, you know, kind of a courtesy period, let's say six months to a year where it takes a little while to get the ball rolling. You know, it's, you're not going to see results overnight. And, um, so with her, I figured, you know, it's going to take a while for anything to happen. And, but she's such a hard worker that the results were almost immediate. Yeah. And, um, but also I think I also had the expectation of she is all bonus for me. I still need to work just as hard, send out all the emails, do everything. And she's kind of there to facilitate and take some of the burden off of me. Yeah. But she's not, you know, I can't just kick my feet up and wait for the phone to ring. Like I need to work just as hard. Oh yeah. Definitely. But to be honest, you handed her a polished stone and and she just put it on a mantelpiece because you were working (laughs) at this for like 10 strong years making this work. Well, so, so was she. Yeah. She, you know, was seeing the business through, you know, a lot of different eyes as a photo editor, as a stylist, as an agent. Mm -hmm. And so she brought to the table a lot of expertise that, I think what she does well complimented me. Yes. Mm. 
Yep. Yeah, interesting. How about you, Matt? Like, what, what was it like when you kind of teamed up with your rep? Uh, well, I went uh, repless for 15 plus years. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's because I have a, like a hustler spirit, like much like Kareem's. Yep. That's why we teamed up on our promos because I think he saw me and was like, this dude hustles hard. And I thought the same thing about him. That's um, true. So, like, I, like Cream said earlier, love the game of getting the job. Like, I like getting the job more than doing the job at times. Yeah. Um, and um, then I had a kid. Okay. And I was like, oh, I need to eat. I need to make, let him eat. And I need, <laughs> so, like. Let, let we, him eat sometimes. So, like, <laughs> this hustle thing is great. It'd be nice if I had a teammate. Yeah. So, Chad introduced me to Devin mm. and she started like doing some freelance work like she's doing with Kareem right now like here can you do this job and she took it on and she did a great job mm-hmm. and then eventually we worked together long enough and she said do you want to join mm. and I was like this is a good match no it's interesting uh, yeah I, I mean I've never had a rep but uh, yeah it is like a partnership and I've, I've interviewed some art producers and they've even said like when it comes to the advertising stuff they really want someone who has a rep because they want they, I don't know if it's just more professional or sure. it's like more of accountability like accountability so I guess once you're getting into those bigger jobs it almost comes it's this uh, it makes you look more professional I suppose I don't know I also think that one of the good things about an agent or somebody in that capacity is like just bouncing ideas off them, like someone who's not a photographer, you know, like, I mean, we all bounce each ideas off each other daily, Yeah. but we all, we can only answer from sort of a photographer's point of view. And it's know? like, a, and it's good to have a middleman, especially when you're talking about money. Cause they, they just want to talk. Oh to yeah. You. No, hundred percent. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's, I mean, that's why you don't want to be the asshole yeah. often. So yeah. you're like, here's my asshole. Here's my yeah. dedicated asshole. Yeah. 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 Right. hundred percent. You're the, and, you're the nice guy. They're, they're, they're the, yeah. and many times, uh, in those many, many years that I was, uh, I didn't have a rep. I would go into these advertising meetings and they say, so are you repped? Yeah. And I'd say, no, it's just me. And they'd be like, oh, good. I don't know if that was like, that wow. slipped or whatever, but <laughs> wow. it happened over and over again. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I guess yeah. it meant like, oh, we can, okay, we can, we can push yeah. this guy around a little bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, definitely. It, it is interesting. <laughs> that's, that's a bad response. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> really? <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> we got some deals for you. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. Uh, and you know, one thing I was kind of interested in talking to you guys about, obviously we're all still photographers and it seems like more and more, like a lot of guys are trying to do both like uh, still photography and motion work. Uh, what's your guys to kind of take on that? I think Kareem, you dabble with a little bit of like directing and things a little bit. And uh, yeah, if you call it that, I mean, I have never enjoyed motion as much as I have enjoyed still. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's just, I've, I've tried it. I've, I've done motion, like some of the motion that I've done, I'm really, really happy with, but I just don't, it doesn't turn me on like that. Yeah. And it, that, I mean, that, that means something to me, you know, mm-hmm. that makes me not as, um, hungry as the guy who really loves to do it. Yeah. You know, um, do I think that photographers today have to, I think that we should have some knowledge of what that world is like, but I don't think that every photographer has to necessarily yeah. be a director. Yeah. I don't, I don't think so. But Yeah, I don't think so either. Cause like, uh, like a few years ago I was thinking about it cause I saw a lot of people trying to do both. And I think I realized I'm like, for one, I don't really have a passion for like doing that and whatnot. And like we were saying before, like if you try to cater everyone, you cater to nobody. So it's like, I think at least for me, if you want to do it, do it. But I guess I, I think about sometimes like where photography is going in the future when it comes to like commercially and whatnot. Like, do you feel like you guys have to continually like uh, keep learning new things and try to update your skill set, or are you just kind of stay focused on like what you're good at and like just keep building at that? You think? I think we do need to move into motion because I've definitely lost ad jobs where they said, "Oh, he doesn't." have exactly what we need he's not doing both at this time so i mean it to to move forward as a photographer i think you do indeed need to have that i mean i've done things on set like kareem has Mm -hmm. but like like he said if you're not passionate about it there's a guy who's hungrier yeah and he's gonna take it from you yeah and then i know i worked for a guy he was a really successful advertising photographer still is and he came from print 
and he basically started this to making the transition into directing uh like tv commercials and whatnot and advertising and the thing was interesting like he literally had zero knowledge of like video editing video shooting but what he did is he just put the team together of good people dps and i think what i learned from him is like oh directing it's you don't you need to know a little bit about everything but it i think when it comes to that it's like you are a director you're putting the team together you know what i mean mm-hmm. yeah it's still, <laughs> that's right. direct it's, the team yeah, yeah it's still your vision and it's quarterbacking you mm-hmm. know what i mean or you're the, you're the head coach and you're still calling the plays it's very similar to being a photographer yeah. but i personally think it's very important that everybody's doing motion and at all different forms mm-hmm. and it's a challenge especially because you know as a photographer, I feel like I know every aspect of photography. Yep. You know, I know the retouching side. I know the things that I need to do. I'm already solving problems in the camera for later. Yeah. And I want that sort of knowledge with video as well. And, you know, that's a lot. Mm. So, you know, I'm still working on getting my confidence like I can hire the right team and be right. that guy and tell everybody what's in my head yep. and how to do it. But, but right. eventually down the line, I want to get to the part where I can have deeper conversations. Right. Mm. That's so interesting. Like I just did that. Uh, I just did a shoot a few weeks ago and I directed uh, a commercial and on our group chat, I don't know if you were on this part, but I was like, hey, guys, like, I don't really know how to do this. Yeah. You know, like, I mean, that's not what I said on the conference call, but <laughs> I'm like, I don't, you know, I don't really know how to do this. And, and they're like, just hire, you know, the right team. And like, I did my research and, and, um, and it's looking real good. Like, it's not, the piece isn't done yet. Uh, but to Chad's point, yeah, like, I'm, I'm on set. Here's what I want to do. You guys sort of, do it but i don't have the language Mm -hmm. i need i want more of the language to be more comfortable in that space as a director like do i do i love it as much as still no yeah but if i get hired to do it i want to be able to be more confident in it but i think you could love it you just need to fall in love Uh, yeah kareem I, don't, I mean, I guess it's like it's almost like when you first, start, even like when you first get into it. Don't look at me like that. Those kind <laughs> eyes you. across the table. I'm just saying, <laughs> that there's nobody better at controlling a large group of people and creating that vibe and the energy that you do in a photo and a still photo. It looks so authentic and it looks like everybody's having a good time. You take that, and that's rare and hard to do, like authentically. And you can take that same skill and do it. I mean, you do it. You're just not I'm, giving yourself you know, credit. I'm just, you know, it's, it's one of those things. I, I think that we're all talking about a, a similar thing. You know, it's just maybe, maybe it does come with confidence, you know, like, it kind of, like maybe the enjoyment comes with the confidence of, you know, just being you know, just comfortable with it, you know? Yeah, because um, like the first time you shot like a big ad campaign, like can you remember thinking back then, were, <laughs> were you nervous going into that, like all, dealing with something like that? Yeah. So it's, kind of, it's, <laughs> it, it's probably I sim- similar, like you just kind of grow with it, I suppose. I, I mean, you know, I'm, yeah. I'm open to it. <laughs> yeah, no, it's interesting. Uh, and, you know, one thing I was kind of interested in talking to you guys about is uh, how do you guys utilize your days when you don't have a shoot? Because that's something, I, uh, do, you, do you approach it like, uh, like, are you getting to work at like a certain time every day? Like, do you have like a set schedule? Is it kind of very, like, do you approach it like, like a job? Like, is it like, I need to get to the office by nine? Or like, how do you guys approach those days when you don't have a shoot? How are you, how are you utilizing your time? I try to do the, the stuff I don't want to do first. Okay. So I think all of us, wait, we're always working. There's not, a, especially Kareem, who sleeps like a vampire. Like literally, it's like two hours at a clip. <laughs> right. It's, it's crazy. But I think, you know, you have to know yourself and know your schedule. And I know between the hours of eight and two, I'm pretty good. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, after two, my brain kind of shuts off. I'm mush. Mm-hmm. And there's certain things I just kind of useless yeah right (laughs) like i can fake it but you know so all the stuff that i you know don't want to do in the morning you know just get it out of the way and then in the you know when my brain's mush i think is when i can do things like retouching a little better when i'm not like thinking analytically so much Mm. 
Yeah, it's interesting. What about you? Um, I feel like we're all on the same schedule generally. Like yeah. at, at least from like morning to four ish. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. I think they were all four p.m. or a.m. <laughs> <laughs> at p.m. Right, right. Yeah. You take naps when I go to sleep. <laughs> yeah, I. I mean, it's, I'm good. My brain's good. It's maybe seven p.m. to three ish. So like, you don't have I'm a specific time when you're doing billing or budgeting or things like uh, that. That happens usually Sunday night. Like after, mm. like okay, so Sunday night is sixty minutes. Mm-hmm. Don't call me. Watch the sixty minutes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like that's happening. Then after that, it's all like the the. This is what's going to happen during the week. Okay, cool, cool, cool. And it's like a lot more numbers. Like invoicing can happen then. And like, so when Game of Thrones comes s- back on, though, it's a wrap. And no one's yeah, yeah, I mean, Game of Thrones. Yeah, we're not. I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm going to be out of a career. Kareem literally has a Game of Thrones party where they watch it, where no one talks, <laughs> and then they watch it again where you can talk where about you can it. Talk. Yes, oh, okay. That's right. Yeah. That's exactly right. That's, uh, yeah. And, and, and I like to ask annoying questions like, who's Gandalf? Right. <laughs> Yeah, it ruins the whole party every time. Yeah, I never got into it, but people <laughs> but love we, it. But we, like, uh, so our first conversations every morning, uh, so this is what I try to do. When I, was with, uh, when I was with an agent, my agent would get to their job at 9.30. Yeah. And were I they would, LA or New York? They were here, at the East Coast. And I would want them to see that I was online at 9.30, and I was with them for seven years. And so it's like... That's sort of the the rhythm that I got into, and I, and my commute is. You've been to my place, yeah, so it's yeah. like it's like a twenty foot commute from my bed to the <laughs> office. You could cartwheel. That well, no, I mean I'm too old for that. But yeah. but yeah, I mean I feel like we're all up by. Yeah. Oh yeah. At least. You oh know? yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm up, up at six. Seven. I'm up at seven. Yeah, because mm. there's a, there's a certain amount of discipline when you're running your own business. You're an entrepreneur. Like you're. It's not like no one's making you go anywhere but if you want to do this there's a certain amount of discipline do you feel like you guys like that's as natural to your personality did you feel like you're always just gonna like run your own business or what's your kind of take on it i guess i think so yeah i mean yeah i mean we've had this conversation that the three of us had this conversation that the reason we were successful is because we've had no plan b yeah we had nothing to fall back on i wasn't like oh i'm also a great auto mechanic and i can do that <laughs> if this falls through yeah. we're just like oh shit make this work yeah I'm better so whatever when, it takes yeah. i'm better when i think the world is on fire and i'm never gonna work again same <laughs> Yeah. Same, hundred yeah. percent. Yeah. Do you guys think about that? I think about that sometimes, like getting older as a photographer. Like, I, like most people have a job, they got four hundred one k, and they got like uh, retirement or whatever. But as a photographer, I always wonder, like, am I still going to be getting hired when I'm like late fifties, sixties? Like, is some? Do you guys ever think about that at all? I definitely do. You got to adapt and change. Yeah. I mean, there's definitely like dudes that are working for sure. But I, because I, when I think, when you think about like magazines and advertising, it's a lot of young people that work there. Like, it seems like a lot of times. I want to die with a camera in my hand. Yeah. Me too. <laughs> Shit, yeah. No, that's the attitude. Uh, like, I'm take getting, that thing to the grave. Yeah. You know, sometimes you have like backup plans when you're like, oh, if I have this other job, like there's this other, like I can call Salacuse to shoot certain things for me if I can't make it. Mm-hmm. But like, I think I'm gonna get to a certain age where it's like my assistant, I'm gonna need to make sure is good enough to take this job over if I die. Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> at the end of the day, the job still needs to get done. Files yeah. need to get delivered. So. Right. <laughs> You got it. Like you, he'd be dead. You got it. It's like okay, cool. Well, you know, he died, but put him in the corner. We'll deal with the, that later. Where's the files? Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. funny. I mean, I do think that's important to like to start to sort of plant, put money away. Yeah. You know, like that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. I I don't think right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm smiling because I I think about this uh, every time I fly back from L.A. I don't know if I should put this on mic, but every time I fly back from LA from a shoot, I'm like, oh, this plane crashes. Is there another uh, file? It's like someone else have the files from this shoot. Because there's going to be like in the magazine, it's going to be like, Matt died for this picture. (laughs) (laughs) And it's going to be some crappy picture of a a B-list celebrity. (laughs) The guy died for this. He died for a guy. He he died for... Matt died for Guy Fieri. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Cut to Guy Fieri. Hey, what, I, what did I do to deserve this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, nah, that's funny. Um, yeah, because it is a weird job. I don't know. Um, and, you know, one thing I was kind of curious about, because I live in a small town in Massachusetts, 
you guys live in New York City. Uh, you're in Brooklyn now, Chad, and then you and Matt, Matt and Cream, you're in Manhattan. Uh, what, do you feel like living in New York City, um, being around so many different photographers and creatives, um, helps you push yourself uh, to do better work? Because, I mean, I've never lived here. It just seems like such an interesting environment to be around because there's so many good photographers. All the magazines are here. Uh, what, what do you, I guess, what do you like about New York City and do you feel like it helps you because it's so competitive push yourself? Yeah, there's a lot of energy here yeah. and I feed off it. I lived here my whole life. Okay. So um, just the fast pace of everything makes me think quicker and want to um i don't know absorb everything yeah so like i'm always trying to you know find the next thing yeah and i think the city's energy helps me feed off that yeah it is exciting because there's so many people doing like really cool stuff i would imagine that'd be kind of like inspiring i I suppose like because a lot of times like like i said a lot of the reason i started this because like i don't really talk to no other photographers i live in like a town like there's this like woods in my house and shit so it's like uh but coming down here more it is interesting to see like the hustle uh like everyone's doing it's kind of motivating i suppose uh do you feel like do you feel like you ever look at too many photos though i know i kind of talked about it before like uh especially with like instagram nowadays you're just like digesting so many photos. Uh, do you ever get this overloaded by looking at too much stuff? Um, do you ever feel like you just want to like just focus on your own stuff at all? I never felt that way. I don't think like mm-hmm. it's like overloaded. No. Mm-hmm. Um, no. Mm-hmm. Mm-mm. No. No. Yeah. Uh, there's definitely. You know, I don't know. Instagram is weird. Like it's sort of. Um, let's see. I I don't I don't know how to put what I'm thinking in the words. Yeah, no, I know because like for me for a while because I was just looking at so many different photographers. I and I love looking at photography, but I got to a point where I didn't want to look at like a ton of other photographers' work. I just wanted to focus on my own. Because and it's like not that I don't love their work, I do, but it just became like too much for me. Right. I mean, there are definitely feeds on Instagram or like whatever the social media might be where I'm like. I'm not sure if that's where my vibe is at right now, so let me maybe mm. mute that person or whatever. So yeah, yeah. You know, no, it's inter- 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 I was gonna ask that too. Is like Instagram. Uh, what's your guys' thoughts on it now? Do you feel like it's like a useful tool as a photographer? And would you have it if you? Do you think you would have Instagram if you weren't like having a photography business? N- now I feel like Instagram is a commitment and it's a statement every time you post a, f- a photo. Yeah. It's like adding an image to your website. It's like, uh, this is a new picture that I stand by and this is going to live here. And if I delete it, then that's saying something yeah. as well. So what I like now about the Instagram stories is I just put up that's the outlet that used right. to be for Instagram right, totally. of random thoughts, chance photos, things of that nature. Yeah. yeah. So I'm gonna tell you a quick story. So uh, <laughs> I was up for a job. I was up for a job this week, oh, and I had the inside track because my wife was a photo editor. And my wife goes to a magazine. I I end up working there way less, like because of. Uh, Nepotism. Nepotism. Yeah, you can't do it. Because of nepotism, uh, she's afraid to put me up. But when the job is right, she put me up. Mm -hmm. So this job was right. Yeah. Total Salakis job. Total Salakis job. So I said, how's it going, honey? Am I in the running still? She was like, yeah, well, you were number one. And then my photo director said, try and find out about this photographer's availability. And uh, I said, who is it? Is it somebody big, somebody great? She says, you're not going to believe this. He's 15 years old. He lives in New Jersey. I was like, how the fuck did she find this guy? She said, oh, just through his Instagram. So a 15-year-old from New Jersey potentially could get a job over me because he had a cool Instagram feed. Well, hold on. There's there's a punchline, right? What's the punchline? Because shit ain't funny. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't the punchline he was grounded or something? Oh, yeah. No, yeah, yeah. That, was, that was a joke. He's, oh. Yeah, yeah. He's not really grounded. Oh. <laughs> we can only know that he pulls his sister's hair or something. Oh. Yeah. He, he only shoots JPEG. Uh, I mean... So anyway, so, so where does it stand? The, the photo editor, the photo director found out he was 15, was like, no. oh, we can't have this guy backstage with a bunch of rappers who were doing 
smoking weed and drinking. Right. Because that's just illegal. You can't. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, so that's why you didn't get the job. Yeah. Did you get the job? I'm still up for it. It's between me and one other guy. Damn. Yeah, it is interesting. I was talking to some um, art producer at this advertising agency, and she said they're doing now, instead of like hiring photographers, they just find like influencer, like, like photographers that have a large following, but they don't have any um, experience even shooting editorial or commercially, but they have a large following. So now yeah. they just hire them, and it was in Boston, like the biggest agency in town that does New Balance and stuff, and they just have them pump their stuff. Uh, it is interesting. It's it's yeah, it's just weird. Let like, me add something yeah. to that. Yeah, same story. But um, so that photo director said she tried to get Takashi Six Nine, who is a a nineteen year old rapper who has a huge following on Instagram, um, to be part of a story at a big magazine. I don't want to name it because I don't want to get her. Yeah, blow her up. Yep. Um, and he said, "Oh, you have to give me fifty thousand yeah. dollars to do it," and magazines. You know, no. don't pay five hundred dollars to uh, don't pay anything really. Wait, hold on, yeah. they were trying to get him to photograph a story. No, they were trying to get him to be part of the story. Okay, not the story that I was up for. This is in the past. Okay, and they were like, we can't do that. And then Takashi said, well, I can't be part of your story. And the the reason is because he speaks to ten million people a day. Yeah, right. He doesn't need them anymore. This magazine speaks to one hundred and fifty thousand in a week. Yeah. Right, and he's like. There's no value in me being in your magazine unless you're paying me. Yeah. Right. You need me. Yes, you need me. Yeah. I don't need you. And that's the power difference is shifting dramatically because of Instagram. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It is interesting. It's almost like Instagram's almost like your portfolio now. Like your website's like mm-hmm. first they're going to go to Instagram, then they might click your website link. It's uh yeah. right. it, it's just weird how things have changed like before it was like print portfolio, then it was website, and now it's just like it just keeps changing. It's just like I think it's just like a speed thing. Mm-hmm. Like you know what just, I do think is weird though. Sorry to No, it's fine. But I almost think there there's like an inverse of like Instagram and Chad could probably talk about it more where it's like why? There there are there are might have to cut this out. There are jobs that we all end up doing that talking to the There are jobs that we all end up doing that we are sort of not allowed to show. Oh, oh yeah, ninety yeah, percent of the work I do, I can't show. And, and so that's it looks like I'm almost not working the opposite of Instagram. Like, it's not like the instant <laughs> sort of publishing of pictures. It's not, hey, this is a story behind the picture. Here's hundred pictures from the shoot here the credit uh, the accreditation of everybody works on it it's like a picture is produced and i can't you know yeah you almost can't say you can't say can i ask it. You cream a question it. off the record here for a second yeah. this is real secretive <laughs> stuff going on here there's yeah, whispering yeah. and no leaning. i can uh, yeah i can tell that you can tell us right uh, so cream did a shoot for uh, Steve Madden. Steve Madden, and he shot. But this is a couple of years ago. Yeah, yeah. I shot a young Kendall Jenner and a young Kylie Jenner. Kylie Jenner. Who are they? Yeah. <laughs> and do you want me to tell a story? You want to tell a story? No. So, um, I mean, the 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 crux of it was that we were on the shoot. Kendall and Kylie are legitimately famous, but not as famous as they are now. Mm-hmm. And they wanted. What's that? Billionaire. Yeah, I mean, well, they were, but, but you know, they were, they were something. And they wanted to Instagram from the shoot. Oh. They wanted to, and they were shut down by the client. And the client just had a, an antiquated business model. Bozos. Where Man. it's like, yeah, we want, we want to put stuff out on our schedule. And it's like, well, you have people here with legitimately millions of eyes on, yep. you know, and they're, they're making your um, product more legitimate to those eyes. Yep. They want to have their uh, news in real time, and Kendall and Kylie are offering to Instagram from the shoot for free. Yeah. I mean, at, I mean, at no additional cost, as far as I understand. They're going to give you a free ad to 100 million yeah. people. <laughs> yeah, and I thought, I thought it, was, it was a, I mean, I... I don't think that that would ever happen today. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's probably, that story's probably four years old or something, but. Now they have to pay extra for that. Now they have to pay extra for it. Yeah. A lot. <laughs> they, they're uh, getting that coupon. Yeah. Yeah. And. Uh, I tell that? Yeah, that was okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly how I would tell it. No, that's interesting. And yeah, I was interested in asking you this question, Matt. I talked to Kareem and, and Chad a couple of weeks ago about, uh, like, recently I photographed uh, Sean Spicer. And I, we were talking about 
is there like anybody you wouldn't photograph like because you don't agree with them like personally or something they're about like what what would like turn you because like, i had a weird thing like i was like obviously i'm not like a fan of sean spicer personally but then i was like is that my job to put my own politics into my photography or should i just take the picture make a good photo um like what's your take on that have you ever had a job where you kind of felt conflicted about like partnering on that or? i did a uh a shoot for a cigarette company once and that's i, I think that's where i would draw the line now mm-hmm. i don't think as a person i wouldn't shoot because uh if it's for a magazine i'm not the one editorializing they're gonna write the piece and whatever and you know that's not really up to me and if the art director said like they probably wouldn't they just say take a picture of Sean Spicer. Yeah. They wouldn't say like, try and make him look shady or whatever. Yeah. That doesn't normally happen. Uh, personally, I would shoot anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, because, I don't know, it's my job. Exactly. Just go do your job. Yeah, that's kind of how I viewed it. Like I felt weird and then I was like, you know what, I'm a photographer, that's what I'm getting hired for, I'm gonna do my job well, and whatever he's about, that's his problem. Like, right. You know what I mean? But uh, advertising wise, <laughs> I feel like I can draw the line somewhere now mm-hmm. where uh, editorially I don't think I would. Mm. Yeah. No, no, it's it's interesting. I think Kareem said he say? wouldn't photograph Trump. Did you say that? No, I would photograph Trump. Oh, wait, hold on. We had this conversation. Yeah, we did have this conversation. Yeah, I, yeah no, I'd, I'd totally photograph Trump. I mean, that's, that's history, you know, on a certain level. And then just as Matt said, I'm a portrait photographer. I'd love to sort of... Um, well, you know what, though? I do think this. I think that it depends on what it's for. Like, um, it's okay, like yeah. if I'm photographing Trump for, you know, the Make America Great Again and Kick All the Mexican Out campaign, I'm not going to do that. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But if I'm taking a portrait of Trump where I have, you know, some sort of creative input and we're not shooting propaganda, then yeah, yeah I'm totally down to do that. That actually lines up with yeah. my advertising editorial line that I have because you wouldn't do it for promotional propaganda, right. yeah. but you would for newsworthiness. Right. Yeah, because like, like it or not, you might not like him, but he's still a part of history. He's going to be a part of history, right, like of what he's doing. So it's like, yeah. Yeah, I would totally do that. And I would try to, I would try my best to... Uh, um, Peter Yang had a story like this. Yeah, he, he, photographed. he photographed Trump, and he, you know, you know, we're photographers. We can we can put our spin on it. I'll, you put, know? I'll put that light below, <laughs> or whatever. What's that? Put the light below, or something like. Right, you no, know, he, or did, something. he did say that uh, he tried to poop in his gold toilet. Oh, really? But he <laughs> couldn't. Yeah, I don't he, think that that yeah. came across in the actual end. Oh, it's not for the picture. That was just for <laughs> bragging rights. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, it is interesting. Were you about to say something about it, weren't you? Oh, no, there, there was a job where it was my fault, but I didn't ask enough questions, and I would have drawn the line to, I probably would have passed on the job. Oh. And I ended up having to, I, you know, uh, agreed to do the photo shoot, so I did the job, and then I felt guilty about it. So what I took, was it? Um, I'll tell you later. Okay. But uh, I took the money... Um, the money that I made from that job and I donated it to a cause. Yeah. So, you know, there is a line, but it's the same as Kareem and Matt. Mm -hmm. I won't promote anything, propaganda, things like that. But yeah, I'll take a, I'll take a portrait. But also I wouldn't do, I wouldn't take a portrait and then be dishonest about my intentions. Okay. I wouldn't, take a photo of a politician that I didn't agree with and then make them look yeah. a certain way mm. evil or something like that. Mm. You know, I, w- I would only take the job if it was, if my intentions were clear. Yeah. You can do it the way you want to shoot it and whatnot. Put- and they know yeah. that that's how I'm doing it. Yeah. That's not being sneaky about it and it's being upfront about what yeah. your goal is with it. Yeah. That makes sense. Uh, what else we got here? Um, Let's see. Uh, let's see. Oh, yeah. Uh, do you guys feel like you're ever going to be satisfied with your work 
and where you're at in your career or do you feel like it's just never ending you're always just trying to push yourself because like feel like the way i look at photography you're always just trying to get to like that you want to shoot for this magazine you want to shoot for that do you feel like are you maybe maybe you are you're like completely satisfied where you're at right now do you feel like you're ever you think that's even like a possibility like there's like a thing you're trying to get to or is it this kind of continually building on it you think i think the moment you think you're there and you're comfortable is when you're done yeah yeah 100 yeah. percent. yeah i think that's i think that's the fun of it just like uh for me photography is just like continuing building on it and just kind of see where it goes and hopefully you get to shoot some interesting stuff and do some unique uh things you know but sometimes you don't know where it's going yeah, like exactly that's the, that's the other that's like sort of the other side of that coin where it's kind of like you know sometimes i kind of get lost and i'm like you know am i did I enjoy these last three jobs? Like, is this what I, you know, maybe where's the inspiration at, you know? Yeah. So I start to look through Instagram or whatever, like, okay, Mm -hmm. maybe I should try that. Like maybe I should shoot for, try to shoot for these people, shoot this kind of stuff, you know, like looking for inspiration is always. I go through a mini version of that on some photo shoots where I'm like, was this idea good? Right. And then I'm like, let's just search together. Like me and the subject, let's Mm -hmm. find out what's good here. And then we'll like change it and like, you know, right. combine forces to make something like and that's when you make the Salakuse photo yeah it's it's a, when the subject feels like they're in on it yeah yeah totally what's the Salakuse photo what's, what's <laughs> <laughs> I mean there's always okay. yeah I don't know it's, it's something different every time yeah. so it's it's just a well, we connection with the subject I, I think there's sp- uh, polished spontaneity yeah. that's good yeah. right that's a good definition and there's also some cleverness to it mm-hmm. and some humor mm. usually what was yeah, the last thing? Humor. 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 Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Because that's something, I, I mean, I, when I hear you guys, I, I kind of ask every photographer, and I guess we could talk about it, is like, do you feel like you have like a, you, do you know what your style is? Like, because it's like, uh, that's one thing I think a lot of people struggle with is like kind of finding their like aesthetic or their, like their photographic style. Like, do you guys feel like you know exactly like every time you go into a shoot it needs to look like in my in this box or like it's this kind of you show up and just try to create something that should have something planned every time you show up yeah and if that doesn't go well and it normally doesn't you uh, <laughs> you adapt yeah. and like uh chad said you put out fires like you've created a fire now you gotta put it out mm-hmm. yeah yeah no it is it's something i think about a lot uh yeah it's interesting there's definitely like a point i think where it's like I know it's like okay cool like I'm really really feeling this you know and I feel like I think that other people can feel that I'm feeling it mm-hmm. I'm really bad at faking feeling it yeah but if I am feeling it then like I think that comes that's through. where the energy yeah, comes it's from contagious you know yeah so but getting there sometimes is like okay well the light looks good you know okay well you know the colors like okay everything everything's cool but we're not there yet you know but once it clicks, I think it's finding that, you know? Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's, that's how I feel. Like, I know. Like, when, yeah. I, when I take my Salacuse photo, <laughs> I'm like, all right. Yeah. When, when Kareem's got the Jersey Shore crew on the big old Cadillac and this, like. Yeah, dude. There's, like, I mean, there's nothing better than that. I know. You know? It's like, okay, we're taking pictures now. Like, this is, I'm, like, college kid again. Yeah. Like, I'm like, so, I mean, it's unreal. It's, Thanks, man. Yeah. So it may sound like we are uh, patting each other on the back. But I think these two guys are great photographers. Yep. And I am individually their biggest fan. Yeah. Oh, but I'm also their harshest critic, and then they are to me as well. Yeah. So it's like they don't suffer bullshit when I turn in a bad shoot, mm. especially Chad. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> but like, here, here also, <laughs> I, I need to remind these guys that they're legends and act Oof. like it. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. they're certified OGs. Yep. And I wanted to be them when I, like, you know, you're not that much older than me, but like, in my eyes, you guys were like, you know, LeBron and Kobe to me. Mm-hmm. I wonder what I am to that 15 year old in New Jersey. You're uh, Wilt Chamberlain. <laughs> you can't really pick him out of a lineup. Yeah, but you know, you respect the name. Yeah. Yeah. I was, you know, I he doesn't if that's know. how it works. Yeah. I really do wonder if that's how it works. Like, I wonder if, like, like uh, so me and Chad just went to this art show. Oh, we all. Uh, oh, the hip hop show. Yeah. wasn't there. A yeah. uh, lot of guys from the classic magazines at yeah. XXL source yeah. like Jonathan Mannion Jonathan Clay Mannion, Patrick all McBride, those guys like all the masters like the guys up from yeah. us like the legends for us and I could place 90% of the photos in that room like what magazines what magazine covers 
and it was cool to be able to do that. Mm-hmm. But I wonder if the guy, if the 15 year old from Jersey could do that with. Yeah, does us. he see a photo and be like, I remember the first time I saw that on Instagram. Right, yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, no I, that's exactly what I'm saying. Like, does it work that Is way? Is it just more disposable now? Because it's not like I had those magazine covers right. that, like, I stared at. Yep. But it's almost like. Um, it's like music in a sense. Like when you talk to your parents or your grandparents, and they, if they listen to music you're listening to now, they're like, "Ah, oh, don't that music sucks or whatever." Mm-hmm. It's like I guess it just evolves. Like it's this perspective, I suppose. Like I guess, like you said, the kid in fifteen for him, photography is Instagram. It's not right. Yeah. But I guess that's his world. I don't know if that's bad or good or what. Uh, but it's just different, you know. It's, I wonder if that art show that he's going to go to is like just all Instagram photos. But yeah. the other day, so I got a new phone Crazy. the other day. And I started taking, just taking, trying to take nice photos with my phone mm-hmm. and like feeling excited about that again. Yeah. It's like still the same thing. Yeah. It's still that like uh, excitement. And I can only imagine if like 15 year old Chad had a <laughs> cell phone and I could immediately be like, oh no, like I need to change this a little uh, bit. I need to like make it look more like a movie. So I do this, these cinematic filters and yeah. like, that tool is sparking creativity and imagination is unreal. Right. You don't need to go through those steps of the dark room. And like, mm. that's a whole thing yeah. in the printing. It's right there yep. and can, right. It's, I think interesting. it's great yeah. for, for, for young creative minds. It's yeah, really, yeah. really good. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Cause it's like at the end of the day, like, uh, whatever tool you're going to use it's really the thing that makes a good photographer is like if you have an interesting idea and how you kind of this like whatever tool you're going to utilize it doesn't matter if you're shooting whatever camera or whatever it's like you got your phone and you got an interesting story idea just use that like it doesn't matter yeah yeah i don't know um but yeah a couple more questions i'll let you guys get out of here uh do you feel like every shoot you do for like a magazine or whatever client are you like completely satisfied with every shoot you turn in are you like every time you're like yep that's another one for the website that's another one for the book or are sometimes are do you are you looking at it like damn i wish i would have done this or switch this up or what's your kind of take on it um so no like it's it's rare mm-hmm. and uh something i found great comfort in was one of your podcasts that you did and i've told you this before yeah. with frank ockenfels yeah when he said that he goes through a year and only if he you know liked four or five shoots that he did that year it's a successful year that was so comforting to me yeah. because i feel that the same exact way yeah but then when those shoots come around, that's, it's so rewarding, and that's the fuel that keeps you going for the you know, reign of maybe not-so-great shoots, right. the run yeah. of not-so-good shoots. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. It's like, you always get a, obviously, you're going to get a photo that's going to work, and it's going to be technically fine, but it's like, yeah, like some shoots. Are just- and I think it's important to, after every shoot, uh, watch the game tape, as they say. And kind of think to yourself, what are some things that I could have done better on this shoot? Mm-hmm. Always think, you know, the, the things that went right, that's usually because you analyzed all the things that went wrong. So it's every shoot, I think, you know, what can I do wrong? Or, or, or what did I do wrong? What could I do better? And then when it's really bad, I'll go to Matt and Kareem. Because I always think, like, in really bad situations, I think, oh, well, how would they have handled this? Yeah, and how would have they got out of this pickle? Yeah. yeah, there's a couple of different ways to think about it. Like when I, when I'm on the shoot. Oh, okay. I thought there, there you go. go. Okay, when I'm on the shoot, there are certain problems that need to be solved on the shoot. Mm-hmm. Like there are shots that need to happen that need to happen on, on this budget, in this time. So your brain's sort of there, you know, and you have and you have a shot list, right? So you're sort of doing the blocking and tackling to accomplish those goals there, right? And then on some level, you are trying to take good pictures. Like, you, you know, you want that to happen, right? You get off the shoot, all the, you, you go down the checklist, you know? I've come back to shoots, I've, I've gotten off shoots and be like, okay, we got all the, the whole checklist, but then come back to these shoots months later and enjoyed the actual pictures a lot more. Mm-hmm. Because, do you see what I'm saying? Yeah, like, definitely. I'm, I'm in the mindset of like, did we satisfy the client? Did we get and did we get good pictures? Yeah, but then take yourself out of it for like five months or however much time, and it's like I'm able to enjoy the shoot in a different way. I don't know mm-hmm. if you guys do that, you know. Like I, 
like try too. going back through some hard drives yeah definitely without like all those parameters yeah you know and it's to me it's like a whole different shoot almost you mm-hmm. know yeah and there are pictures that were not successful on the shoot for oh, like yeah. for those purposes but mm-hmm. they're good fucking pictures yeah. like sometimes and i'm like oh okay yeah you know yeah um yeah one thing it's not really a question but uh like when i first started um some of the first assignments i got when i first started out i found myself i would kind of ru- it'd be like portrait shoot i'll rush through it because i was like oh, i don't I'm, i don't want to waste this guy's time and i'll rush through it and mm-hmm. one thing i interviewed chris buck uh, a couple weeks ago <laughs> and he had a funny thing he's like he goes he goes uh I'm going to stay there as long as I can until they literally kick me out and say I don't want to shoot anymore. And I just thought that was amazing because I know for myself when I first started, I would kind of rush through stuff. I'm like, now it's like, I don't know about you guys, but it's good to like take a step back, figure out what you're doing. And it's like, yeah, just shoot as much as you can. I I tell that same Chris Buck story. Yeah. Yeah. Because I'm like you. I'm like, I don't want to like, you know, (laughs) spend too much time and like not offend people, but like. Uh, I don't want anyone to be uncomfortable here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then Chris, I told that to Chris, he told me the same yeah. exact thing you just said. Yeah, because then I thought about it again. I was like, why do I care about wasting these people's time? For the most part, 99% of the time, you're never going to see that person again. You're going to take their portrait that one time. So it's like, whatever, I might as well just try to get as much as I literally can, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. Uh, but anyways, uh, yeah, I want to thank you guys for doing this. It was really interesting. Uh, never done a four-person podcast. It was uh, really cool talking to you guys, and uh, really appreciate it. Thanks for having Thanks. us. Hopefully it wasn't yeah. too confusing no. for the listener. Yeah, so, <laughs> I'm sorry. Signing <laughs> Wait, I'm <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> no, no, I get it. I don't know who I am anymore. <laughs> Lindsay, this is Kareem. <laughs> I'm waiting. Get it. All right. Later, guys. Okay. <laughs> So there you have it. That was the group podcast with Matthew Salacuse, Chad Griffith, and Kareem Black. I want to thank Matt, Chad, and Kareem so much for taking the time to come on. Um, I really enjoyed um, getting to hear about their perspective on the photo industry. I hope you guys enjoyed it too. Um, definitely go check out those guys' websites um, at salacuse.com, as well as Chad's website, which is chadgriffith.com, and Kareem, which is kareemblack.com. Um, those guys are amazing photographers. who are always shooting interesting stuff, so definitely go check that out. And as always, I'll be having weekly podcasts every Monday on iTunes, SoundCloud, as well as on my website, alexgagnephoto.com, and on my Instagram, at alexgagnephoto. Thanks so much for listening, and take care.